There have never been so many job opportunities for privacy professionals, nor has it ever been a busier or more challenging time for those with privacy careers. Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. This is part two of my two-part series of discussions with Trevor Hughes, President and CEO of the International Association of Privacy Professionals. As we pick up our discussion, Trevor is discussing the growth of the privacy profession as well as the growth of his own association. Here's Trevor Hughes. I think the IAPP is a, uh, um, a stalking horse for the issue of privacy, perhaps. We, we track the issue of privacy in the marketplace, and um, I, I think it's obvious that the issue of privacy continues to explode in the marketplace. We can't open the paper without seeing articles and issues uh, related to privacy on all sorts of levels playing out. Well, the IAPP is the largest and really only professional association in the U.S. responding to this issue of privacy um, grows along with that issue. So uh, last year we went from um, 7,500 members to uh, just over 10,000. This year we've crested 11,000 already and will probably exceed 12,000 if not 12,500 this year. So our growth has really been pretty phenomenal. We are seeing lots and lots of people join but it's not just membership, I think, that's an indicator of, of the growth of the IEPP. What we're seeing is that lots and lots of professionals, they don't necessarily wear the name badge of Privacy Pro. The word privacy may not be on their business card anywhere. They might be an IT pro, an information security pro, an HR professional. They've recognized that they need to know enough about privacy so as to make good decisions for their organization, or better stated, so that they don't make stupid decisions for their organization. So uh, we've seen enormous growth in certification and training where many, many people, not just people who call themselves privacy pros, are coming to the IAPP and saying, I need privacy knowledge to get my job done today. The information economy is all about information, and privacy is how you protect that information. And so uh, uh, certify me, train me, make me much smarter um, with regards to that data so I can do my job better. So as you're seeing this growth and as we're seeing the, the corporate world especially turn its attention to issues such as do not track, what do you see as being the top challenges that privacy professionals are dealing with today? So if I was to list the number one challenge, it, it would be the number of challenges. We see privacy issues emerging really in every new technology, in many uh, new business models, and many existing legacy business models and technologies as well. So pretty much every new technology that rolls out, whether it's facial recognition or mobile smartphones or uh, smart grid meters on houses with utility deployment around the world, um, uh, we see privacy issues in the middle of, of all of those technologies. We see um, business models straining um, our concepts of privacy over and over again. Every app developer, every software and web developer, every new business model seems to be touching data in a pretty significant way. So the biggest challenge, I think, for privacy pros is that it's a really complicated environment. Layer on top of that the fact that most uh, uh, legislatures around the world, many, many uh, regulators and enforcers 
are really focusing on privacy. It's notable that we're speaking today because just last week, the state of California announced the first state enforcement office within an attorney general's uh, um, office. So the AG of California, Attorney General of California, um, Kamala Harris, announced the creation of a, an enforcement group, a unit within her office, to focus exclusively on privacy violations in California. Uh, so uh, not only are the issues getting more complex, but the regulators are looking at them in a more significant way, and that makes for a very, very tricky environment for privacy pros. Well, it sounds like in, they're looking at them in a significant way and in a sympathetic way toward privacy as well. Is that fair? I, I think yes and no. I think what we're seeing is that um, regulators have concerns. Regulators have real concerns about privacy. Um, public policymakers have real concerns. It's notable that on Capitol Hill, a privacy caucus has been created notably led in bipartisan fashion by Congressman Markey and Congressman Barton, a Democrat and a Republican. And uh, they've announced that they are going to launch a series of hearings and an inquiry into data broker practices. Uh, so some of the major data brokers um, in the country are going to be examined pretty closely by this, this congressional inquiry. So I think public policymakers and regulators are responding to or or reflecting broad consumer concern about privacy. That said, good practices are good practices, and so paying attention to this stuff has to be beneficial, has to be a strong risk mitigation for organizations that are feeling a bit of that heat. So uh, we are seeing that in our membership growth and in certification and training growth. Um, and, and I think organizations are putting privacy very much at the top of the list when they're doing risk assessments and, and creating risk registers or heat maps for where risk pops up in their organization. Trevor, with all this attention being paid to privacy, how do you see privacy careers evolving? It seems like there's an opportunity, maybe even a challenge here for the privacy professional to step up. Yeah, you know, one of the incredible things about the field of privacy is that it has been a growth story over the past five years. So when we have seen attrition in just about every other profession, we have more than doubled our membership at the IEPP. And that tells me that organizations are um, scaling back, hiring, and in some cases laying off in all sorts of other fields, but they've been investing in privacy because the risks and the, and the instability, the uncertainty in that field is so significant. So there certainly are opportunities, and we certainly see a lot of those on our job board uh, on our website at privacyassociation.org. So if people are interested, the field of privacy is certainly a, a robust field to jump into. But it's interesting because the rising tide of privacy floats a lot of boats. We're seeing growth. Um, not just in those entry-level jobs, not just in those mid-management jobs, but in some of the very senior-level jobs, too. So we are seeing some very significant packages go to some of the top-level chief privacy officers. Now, one of the open questions for our field is, if you're a successful chief privacy officer, where do you go from there? And I don't think that career path has been as clearly documented um, in the marketplace. But very clearly, we are seeing lots of people come out of IT backgrounds, information security backgrounds, law backgrounds, and move into the field of privacy successfully. 
What do you see as being the key challenges for privacy pros that want to grow their careers and their influence within their organizations as well? So that's kind of two questions. You know, what are the challenges uh, for professionals trying to, to grow their careers and then trying to grow the influence of their role within their organization? So let's handle them separately. First, growing their careers. You know, I, 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 I think the, the, the challenges are, are finding the time and the, the resources to invest in your career. For many, many people, this is about professional development, and this is about being the CEO of your own career. You own it, so you need to take responsibility for it. We are finding more and more people um, uh, from many different fields looking at privacy knowledge as being absolutely critical to their continued growth. And even if it's not um, uh, critical to their next promotion or or their day-to-day job, Adding privacy as a skill set right now when lots of investment is going into that field has to be a good career move. Without correct question is a good career move. So, um, you know, getting to privacy conferences, finding privacy training, getting certified in the field of privacy, um, it, it takes time and it takes, it takes money, but um, they are showing themselves to be tremendously strong uh, uh, decisions, good decisions for people to make. In terms of defending privacy or getting support for privacy within an organization, you know, that's one of the the critical challenges for um, uh, information privacy professionals as well as information security pros. And one of the the classic challenges there is that you're always asking for money and you can never really demonstrate revenue associated with it. That's changing a little bit. I think the idea of privacy as a risk management discipline where it is a cost center that prevents losing money but not necessarily makes money, that's shifting a little bit where um, many organizations are now recognizing that they can use privacy as a component of their brand, that privacy drives trust, trust drives consumer engagement, Consumer engagement drives higher profits and and better ROI. So shifting the dialogue from one of exclusively risk management to one of consumer trust and engagement and therefore ROI can be a pretty powerful argument for a privacy professional or an information security professional to make within their organization. But a mind shift, I would say, as well. Just as we've seen information security professionals have to rise up to the challenge of learning to speak more in, in line with the business. I could see this being a similar challenge for the privacy professional. That's exactly right. A lot of privacy pros come from uh, a law and compliance background, many from information security background. And um, it, it's easy to talk about uh, black letter law or what the law says. It's, it's much more difficult to say that um, you know, complying with the law is just uh, step one. That's, those are the table stakes. We need to do better than that. We need to build trust with our consumers. That's a bit of a new language, and figuring out how to measure that and document it and prove it to senior management, that can be a real challenge. But the ones that are doing it successfully are finding tremendous traction with it. Trevor, you talked about the action out in California having an enforcement office within the AG's office. What are some of the privacy regulatory or legislative trends you've currently got your eye on within the U.S. and abroad as well? So let's start in the U.S. Um, I guess the, the, first, the first answer is um, 
Um, our eyes are darting everywhere because there is lots of legislative and regulatory activity going on all over the world. Uh, within the U.S., the FTC continues to be very active. We have seen a steady stream of enforcement actions coming out of the FTC, some with multi-million dollar settlement price tags on them. And perhaps more notably, um, in two of the recent settlements with the FTC, Facebook and Google uh, separately in separate settlement agreements agreed to 20-year audit provisions. Now, it's one thing to have to write a check for a big number, and that stings, but it's really painful to have auditors in your shorts for 20 years, and that's what both Facebook and Google agreed to in their settlement agreements. So we're continuing to watch the FTC. Word on the street is, is that there are a number of other enforcement actions in queue um, that we may see uh, come out uh, sometime soon. I mentioned Congress. Um, I think you can expect more from Congress. Uh, Markey and Barton have demonstrated a clear focus on data brokers, so I think that industry and issues raised by that industry are going to be in the, in, in the papers for uh, a number of months to come. We don't know what to expect yet from this new enforcement office in California, um, but it is in the AG's office, so it's an enforcement function. So I would expect California law to get a little more attention than it has in the past uh, few years. As we look around the world, I think Europe takes up a lot of our time and focus, and appropriately so. Uh, earlier this year, the European Commission released a proposed privacy regulation, a proposed data protection regulation, which was meant to be an update and refinement of the uh, 1995 EU data protection directive. It includes a number of provisions that I, I think many in industry see as, as challenging, if not, if not outright problematic. And while it is not final yet, it's in a two- to three-year process um, of being adopted, I think that will uh, suck up a lot of attention and focus as that gets hammered out and negotiated over the next couple of years. And then, you know, it's, it's hard to avoid everything else going on everywhere else in the world. Many, many jurisdictions are considering new privacy laws. We are seeing South America um, come online with privacy laws in a pretty significant way. South Africa has a pending law. Many Asian jurisdictions um, are considering laws for the first time. I think many countries around the world are recognizing that in order to play effectively in the information economy, they need to provide more than just lip service to the idea of privacy, that they need to back it up with a bit of a regulatory or legislative uh, infrastructure. So a lot of countries are stepping up with that. So if you are a global entity, and um, in today's information economy, who's not global? Um, most organizations are, whether they think of themselves that way or not. Um, the global public policy environment is becoming very, very complicated. Trevor, we've touched on a lot of topics today. If you had to boil it down, and I'm sure you do this every day, what advice would you offer to someone entering the privacy profession today versus someone entering it five years ago? So, uh, you know, I, th I think the interesting thing today, unlike five years ago or even ten years ago, is that it is a, a much more mature profession today. And uh, it is not enough to just be a lawyer, just be an IT pro. Um, you actually have to know the substance of the field of privacy, and you need to know the toolkit of the privacy pro. 
So um, the substance is uh, traditionally the black letter law and largely remains the black letter law, but increasingly you also have to know what's happening in the browsers because even though that's not black letter law, the fact that Microsoft is switching on do not track in the default is a, a code-based standard that you need to pay attention to as a privacy pro. So understanding the substance of our field and all the places where that substance emerges is pretty critical. But as much as you have to know the substance of privacy, you actually have to know the business of privacy too, the management of privacy. So understanding how to implement a privacy impact assessment, how to do a data flow audit, understanding data classification and risk allocation and risk assessment associated with data. Um, understanding how to manage vendors and how to manage global data transfers. Those types of things are increasingly becoming the, the management function of privacy, and that remains as critical as the, as the black letter substance of privacy. So for someone moving into the field today, unlike when I started as a privacy pro about 15 years ago now, um, we were kind of groping for any standards that we could possibly find, and, and anyone could basically um, you know, scratch out their current job and write Privacy Pro on their business card, and boom, you were a Privacy Pro. That's not the case today. You've really got to get the knowledge, whether through, through um, uh, uh, undergraduate or graduate education, certification, uh, um, conferences, training, whatever it is. You've got to get that knowledge in order to do the, the job of a Privacy Pro today. Trevor, as always, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you very much. Thank you. We've been talking about privacy. I've been talking with Trevor Hughes, President and CEO of the International Association of Privacy Professionals. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.